The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Cooley Region Cooks, every Thursday from 10 to 11, <laughs> except for a little time off there during uh, some kind of a weird, I don't know, everybody had the flu, but apparently, oh, there he is. Hey, Tonfam, is that you? Can you, I can see you, but I can't hear you. What do I have to, do I have to do that? Hello, Ton. I can hear you. All right. We're cooking with gas. I was a bit concerned that you weren't going to sign on until after I said, oops, I'm sorry, I must have made a mistake. Well, this is our first Zoom, right? It is definitely my first Zoom ever. So, so okay. yay. I'm glad, it, uh, I'm glad it's working out. So, hey, so how I'm the heck are you and everything? Excellent. <laughs> I haven't seen I you in forever. Just so that next time... <laughs> So, what's been going on lately? What have you been cooking? Well, well I, I, I've been trying different things. So, so today we're going to try to authentically try to replicate the, uh, by me, the Vietnamese oh, man. Uh, sandwich. You don't have one. You're not going to, like, tease people with by holding one up or something, are you? Well, I got all the ingredients here. So, uh. I will be, once we're done, I will be... Uh, Eating a sandwich, you dirty rat. Those I have. That is one of my all-time favorite sandwiches. That and a mufalada that I had originally in New Orleans a number of years ago that I have replicated here in Wisconsin since. The Bang Me sandwich is right up there close to my absolute, maybe tied with my favorite sandwich ever. What I don't, And I don't even know what is it about a Bang Me. There isn't one particular ingredient that really sets it apart from every other delicious multi-ingredient sandwich. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely go through all of those things, but it's interesting that you brought that up because I just counted up all the different uh, ingredients that I have here, and I literally have 13 in- ingredients that go into this by me. So 13. we'll talk about that as we, you bet. Wow, wow, wow. And this will be a meal, so it's not just a sandwich. <laughs> well, they're big. That this is not a tiny sandwich. With the when you buy one, well, you can get them from street vendors. You can get them at a restaurant, at a sandwich shop. What is normally served as a side with a bang me? Anything? There's nothing on the side. It's everything that go into the bang me. Oh, okay, everything's between the bread. Exactly. And what's cool about this is um, the price for the bang me in Vietnam is different. You can walk up to the vendor and if you don't have a lot of money, let's say you have 25 cents, which is equivalent to about uh, 7,000 Vietnamese dong, the vendor will sell you a 25 cent sandwich with a small one. ingredient. Okay. Right. Just less. Yep. Yeah. That's or great. If you want, or if you want to buy a dollar and 50 um, dollar uh, sandwich, then you get a big fat meal. Really? So the normal price for a 
the normal bang me is about a dollar American? Uh, actually, about 44 cents. Oh, pfft. even better. <laughs> so, so with my dollar American, I could buy two sandwiches and have one later. Well, well, you know how over here we like to supersize everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So a dollar 50 cents will get you that supersized Vietnamese sandwich by me. <laughs> Has it been around for a long, long time? Is this an, uh, you know, if you talked with a Vietnamese resident and said, hey, do you, you make a good bang mi sandwich, they'll they'll know what you're talking about and, and be able to make you one right away? Like a burger oh, yeah, in America yes. or a yes, chili dog? It's common. You bet. It's common. So the history of the bang mi goes back in 1950 wow. when, when the French were occupying in Vietnam. So after the French... Uh, leave, they left behind the French baguette. And then they also left behind the pate. So those are the two ingredients that started the bai mi back in 1954. I'm pretty sure that half of our audience just turned it off because you and I, <laughs> you and I, my dad, there are not a lot of people in America that really know what it is and love pate. Exactly. The liver, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, calves liver or made, chicken liver. Yeah. Yep. So that's what makes the base of the sandwich taste good is the pate. Far as I'm concerned, it's awesome. And on a French baguette, one of the I did notice that at uh, at a bakery uh, across the street from a little uh, tavern that you and I stopped at was that little French bakery and all croissants and all kinds of French bread products being sold there by this uh, little Vietnamese couple. Right, right, and it's pretty amazing because every morning this Vietnamese couple, and you find this all, all, all over in Vietnam, in little alley, in the street, they would load up their little cart that maybe have about 50 French baguette and then all the ingredients to go in to make the bánh mi. And uh, if they have a reputation of making good sandwiches, you better get out there early Maybe because those 50 baguette will go really quick. I'm sure. Well, and that's the fun thing. And that's the same with any sandwich shop, even here in America. You know that that guy makes the really good mufalada, so you want to go there when he's working in the kitchen. Exactly. And what's cool about the uh, all the restaurant and the vendor that's selling food in Vietnam is you don't have to sell 10, 20 different items they just focus on one thing, and when they're good at it, they will go to the same corner of the street every day, and people know then where to come and get the thing that they like. Well, that it, it, I thought it was very interesting and unusual, and you taught me that about the uh, the famous Vietnamese soup, pho, oh, that there are the restaurants that sell pho, only this kind of pho. If you want a different kind of pho or with different meat, you have to go across the street or around the corner because we sell this one and no other options. This. You want exactly. pho? Here it comes. You want something else? You got to go somewhere else. Exactly. I never heard of that. And, yeah. And, and, and that's the cool thing. I mean, talking about just selling one thing. So if you're out for breakfast, right, over here we would have fruit, bread, coffee, juice, or whatever, all um, – serving to us when we sit down well over in vietnam like you like we're talking about here they serve one thing and that's pho so after pho you might want coffee well sorry you got to get up and go somewhere else 
<laughs> well, exactly. spreading the wealth literally and figuratively. Well, and, and that's the way to make money is to spread things out and you focus on making one thing and one thing only and you get good at it. I'll tell you what, you make a lot of money. I mean, a bowl yeah. of pho here in the U.S., we probably pay about, what, six, seven Sure, seven bucks for a good one, yep. It's right. a big bowl. Right. Oh, big bowl. Oh, in <laughs> Vietnam, a bowl of pho will go for $2. And you and if you sell 500 bowls of pho each day, you can add up the numbers. You you're make wealthy. a lot of money. You may, you're wealthy, sure. Well, and it's everything's fresh. I've never seen so much fresh salad, vegetables, and, and uh, greens and so forth that come out when you go to a restaurant and and they bring this giant mound of uh, fresh vegetables. I stopped trying to keep track of which is which. I just know this one's spicy, this one isn't, this tastes like lettuce, this tastes like onion. That uh, was just delicious. So, exactly. so fun. And, and, and that's the cool thing about the, the uh, cuisine tour that we're taking here is you eat a lot, but it's healthy food. Yeah. So... Every restaurant you go to, I can guarantee you, it will have a amount of six or seven different kind of vegetable. Some some of those vegetable, the 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 waiting staff don't even know what they are. They oh. just know that it's good for you to eat it. Sure. Well, and I I don't even ask or didn't ask after a while because honestly I didn't care. I just knew right. this is delicious. And those tiny little uh, peppers teeny tiny little red peppers what were those vietnamese peppers or were those brought from somewhere else those are vietnamese peppers i've never seen those before until i went to vietnam right and then of course when you're in the village uh you ask for a pepper they just run out to the garden pull them out of yeah rinse them off and give it to you that's as fresh as it gets all right tell you what let me take care of our first little bit of business And when we come back and we start putting together a bang me sandwich, you're making me hungry just talking about all these fresh ingredients. Me too. All right. Cooley Region Cooks with Tan Pham. He is CuisineAdventureTours.com, and we're doing a little cuisine adventuring this morning with one of Vietnam's most famous sandwiches. It's called a bang me. And if you've had one in America, you may have had a good one. But you haven't had the best bang me until you go to Vietnam and get it from that little old lady on the corner who's been doing it for, oh, I don't know, 40 years. We'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooks, we're back. And we are Zooming the uh, conversation this morning with my guest, Tan Pham, from CuisineAdventureTours.com. You're a newbie. You know that. This is my first Zoom ever. And our first Cooley Region Cooks Zoom, you're the first. You're the first. So far, for the first 20 minutes, we're doing awesome. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't clicked any wrong buttons or anything. I, it's, uh, it's great. I'm glad about that. All right, but I am hungry. There's been a lot of work here this morning. So now I need you to, uh, to make me a bang me sandwich. Do you need, is it important that you start with a French baguette? Well, uh, to get the right baguette in the U.S. could be difficult because the description that I got from Vietnam to have the correct bread is going something like this. It needs to be soft. It needs to be airy. It has to have flake. And in the inside, it, it almost feels like cotton. Ooh. Right. So maybe, so, is, that a, is that a croissant? 
in America, uh, maybe? No, I think there's a different kind of flour oh, that they okay. must use over there to 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 get the. So I, uh, one of our customers actually that went with you uh, in March a couple of years ago, she actually went and visited a few bakeries. Oh, cool. Yep, and she came back and she actually opened up her own bakery business in Toma. Oh man, I got to take a trip. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be working with her, hopefully, and try to come up with this with the right kind of baguette to make the by me. So I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm excited to check that out. <laughs> so Tan Pham, Cuisine Adventure Tours and Baguettes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, there, I, got a bag, yeah. I got a bag of them in my trunk here just a second. All right. So a, a, a baguette that is puffy on the inside, soft and airy on the inside, and uh, still, but still firm enough to hold all the juice and everything from oh, leaking out. you bet. You all bet. Right. Yep. So then uh, what I did was I went up to Minneapolis and I found my, my brother has a restaurant up there. So he showed me the baguette that he bought at Cup Food. So, so that's what we're trying this morning. And okay. it looks pretty good. So, so I don't know if you can see here, but sure. I'm holding up the uh, baguette that I split in half. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Then what we're doing is that I just use it uh, high heat to just heat it up for about five minutes to just kind of get that crunchy uh, feel to it. Okay. Okay. Then we're talking about the pate. So what I'm using in place of the pate is the brown swagger. So we know what that is, right? No. What? I was already for pate. Right. So what I use for the pate is the brown swagger. Oh, brown swagger. Oh, right. okay. I thought you said brown. I was trying to think of brown what? What's swagger? Brown swagger. <laughs> brown swagger. Got it. Got it. That right. works. Yep. Okay. Right. So then you can use that then in place of the pate. Sure. Now the brown now the brown swagger tastes pretty strong. So yeah. what I did is I just kind of uh, uh, brown some onion and then heat that up along with that. Oh, ah, okay. By the okay, way, so just because I'm thinking about it, I'll forget. The next time you're looking for a really good Braunschweiger, try Bubba's. He, they make their own over at Bubba's. Uh, try that. Oh. It's really – and maybe that will bring back the taste of Vietnam. I don't know. Well, you know, thanks for the hint. I, I haven't thought about that, but next time I will definitely go over and try sure. that out. If you don't want to oh, make your hey. own pate. <laughs> right. So then now I got the Braunschweiger pate here, and I'm going to spread that into the bread. So – I don't know if you can see that. I can't, but I can hear it. Okay, good. Here we go. Oh, there we go, yep. Delish. Looking good so far. So far is right. Okay, so then that's one side. And then on the other side, I'll spread some butter in there because we all like to have butter on our bread. Absolutely. And if you can use uh, use any special bread, you're going to use, uh, what, Kerry Irish gold br uh, butter or... Uh, or uh, uh, I don't know, any just a, a special butter or just not no, margarine. I think with the butter, it will be your preference. Okay. So whatever the taste that you like to have. Okay, so I'm gonna hold up here, and then you, if you can see it, then you can describe that. Absolutely, a big smear of butter all over the other half of the sandwich. Right. That works yeah. for me. That's, yeah. Yeah, that looks good. So then now I'm starting to put the meat in. Now. 
this right here, this piece of meat is uh, minced pork, all ground up together, lightly salted with fish sauce. And then, they, and then you roll it into a big um, handful okay. and, you boil, and, and you boil that up. Boil it? Right. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so in Vietnam, what they do is they roll it up in banana leaves and then they boil and then they boil that up then for a couple of hours. Okay. Okay. And that's why we're going to go to a banh mi restaurant and let them make it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and and the pro could probably do this in about two minutes, but not you and I. Hey, we got plenty of time. No hurry. <laughs> okay. So there is the minced pork that I put together. Okay. Okay. And then on the other side, I have barbecue pork Ooh. that's marinated with lemongrass, fish sauce, some uh, red calling food in there. All right. You got me on that. Was that last ingredient? The uh, the uh, food co uh, coloring red. Oh, just coloring. Okay. Right. So okay. That, so that that just makes the outside look a little bit red. Sure. Sure. Got it. Okay. So if you can see. Yep. That's what it looked like. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So that's the meat. So now we got three different kind of meats in here, right? Oh man. Now now I'll start to put the uh, vegetable then together. So what what you're looking at here is you got you got carrot, oh, and carrot, you, and white carrots, carrot uh, to make it crunchy. Okay. So that's now now we start to infuse this together. So if you can, if you can see the white stuff along with the carrot there, yeah, that's the white stuff. It's called uh, daikon. Have have you heard of it? I have, but if you said what is daikon, Mike. I wouldn't be able to, I would just say, right. it's an ingredient in a sandwich from Vietnam. I don't know what it is. Well, daikon, it looks exactly like a carrot, except it's white. Okay. Okay, so what what I did is I shred the carrot and the daikon, and I wash it in uh, vinegar and salt. Okay. Okay? Yep. And then you rinse, and then you rinse that out. Did you have to... Add a little did you have to search hard to find daikon, or you can get it at the grocery store? Or at, did you have to go to a Vietnamese grocery store no, to get actually, daikon? No, you can find this. Uh, you can find it at Festival Food can or Whitman. You? Okay, great, yeah. great daikon. Just have to look for it. Mental note. Right. And the reason for the carrot and the daikon is the uh, crunchiness Got of it. it. And then what you did, then you you then fused this with vinegar, salt, and sugar oh, oh okay yeah okay <laughs> yeah so now it's it's starting to look like a bite me now doesn't it it does i can practically yeah. smell it from here <laughs> oh man well if you can smell it i'm smelling it good and that's good stuff absolutely that's good stuff right okay and then now we put the fresh vegetable on i got the slice of um cucumber okay And cilantro. Cilantro, one of my faves. Yeah. And then one of your favorite is hot pepper. 
Ooh, yeah. You can jalapeno. use jalapeno. Those oh jalapenos. Okay, great. Right. Yeah. Be, yeah. Because we want to keep the vegetable green, so that I use the jalapeno Got and it. French cut that. Okay. So, okay. Yep. So actually, now our sandwich is actually done. So That's it. You see how? Yep. How wow. nice it looked there. It looks fabulous. <laughs> right. There we go. And I know it's delicious. Now, do they? I can't remember. I suppose if you buy it from a street vendor, he's not going to heat it up. If you buy that at a restaurant, does it come warm or melty, or do you? Is it a cold sandwich? Actually, the tradition is you have to warm up the bread. Uh, so okay, even, so it's hot bread. Right. So, so even if you buy it from the street, the street vendor in Vietnam they usually have a little hot coal on the side. Sure. When, and when you come up and order, they'll quickly just throw the bread in there to heat it up and take about a couple of minutes. They'll fan the coal so that'll be nice and hot. And, and then they start putting the ingredient, the ingredient, um, our coal. Oh, so and interesting because I, I, I never found a street vendor who spoke English well enough for me to understand what he was talking about because I would have remembered uh, cucumbers, probably one of God's only inventions that i'm not a big fan of except oh. man you know if you just said hey want a cucumber no thank you you want a banh mi uh-huh you know yeah. it's got cucumbers in it i don't care in a banh mi sandwich cucumbers a-okay so it's yeah. all it's all all yeah. a matter of what you put with it exactly yeah and very rarely when you order a sandwich that you would tell the vendor i don't want this i don't want this i don't want this because uh, you don't want you don't want to offend them would they be offended yeah Yes. I definitely don't want that. I definitely don't want it offended. Would he be offended if I whipped out a piece of cheese? He'd know, oh, you're from America. You're putting cheese on my sandwich? Oh, man. I don't know how that would taste. <laughs> I don't either. I'm I don't. just thinking. So I'll tell you what. The banh mi all by itself, just as you described it, is so good, so delicious. And I suppose part of it's when it's, when it's as fresh as can be from the sidewalk in Vietnam and you think – for dessert, I think I'm going to have, wow, that looks like, what is that, a chicken leg on a stick or something? I'll I'll have one of those on the side. You eat it. It's delicious. They describe the spices. Then you find out it was lizard, and it was still just as good. <laughs> Did you add lizard? Did you like it? Yeah. Did you know it was lizard? No. I hate lizard. You never ate lizard right. before. Get out of here. Well, you know, if, if we watch the uh, food show called Bizarre food. With, oh, sure. Um, yep. With Andrew uh, Zimmer. Yep. His line is, if it looks good, eat it. I, I couldn't agree more. If it looks good, eat it. Then wonder about what it was after you find out how delicious other people's favorite foods are. Oh, right. so good. All right. We gotta, I got to not slobber all over the place. We'll check in with the guys over in the newsroom, and we will come back. What do you want to do next? Well, we'll finish up making the bite me. Oh, all right. Good deal. We've got a little time, a little business, and we'll continue Cooley Region Cooking on WIZM. Cooley Region Cooks. And I can say this now again. Thursday mornings, 10 to 11, on the radio, on Zoom. You can watch it on our Facebook page. It's right there, Tom Fom, and I will have it added to our uh, stack of podcasts so that uh, everybody in Vietnam and your brother who helped you with the bread, you can exactly. let him know 
let him know, exactly. and uh, and uh, he can find out whether you whether you did him justice or not. Well, he he is the pro at making the by me, so I'll probably be embarrassed to show it to him, and uh, he'll probably have a few improvement. Well, and that's okay, isn't it? Uh, he's the exactly. expert, so he knows you're never going to be as good as he is. In fact, if he's like any brother or sister I've ever known ever, they want you to be really good at it, just not better than them. <laughs> I think he might be holding back one or two ingredients. Oh, they, see, that's cheesy. You can't, <laughs> you can't ask somebody for their fabulous homemade recipe and have them leave out an ingredient. I found over the years that it's more a matter of technique. I, I uh, have a friend that from many, many, many years ago made one of the most delicious potato salad recipes I'd ever made ever and come to find out that, well, and she gave me all the ingredients and I said, really, is this, this is every single ingredient? Yep. Why? Because mine never tastes the same as yours. Come to find out that one of the ingredients is olive juice in ah. the potato salad. But you have to make that potato salad about a million times before you figure out how much juice goes in this much potato salad. And I, I learned after making it a hundred times, oh, this is the amount of the ingredient. A little more, a little less. It's just a matter of, it's a real simple recipe that it takes forever to figure out how to make perfectly. Exactly. And we've talked about pho before. Sure. And Prior to you coming to Vietnam and learn how to make pho from the authentic restaurant, have you ever thought about using that secret ingredient, the sandworm? No, no. <laughs> no, if you'd have said, what's a sandworm, I probably would have said something you don't want to step on when you're walking on the beach. Maybe you use it when you go fishing. I would never, way, way down my list would have been, or eat it if you're hungry. Never. Right. Yeah. And that turned out to be the secret ingredient that now you can make awesome pho. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, and you know what else? One of the other, and you're talking about secret ingredients. I had no idea that, uh, that <laughs> this is going to sound so, ground seahorse is <laughs> delicious. I, you right. know, I saw this giant jar of, of dried seahorses and found a, a, a woman who spoke enough English for me to ask and her to answer and understand why do you have a huge jar of dried seahorses? Then she showed me a smaller jar of dust and she said, this giant jar is this little jar. You grind it up and then she was, and then when we played charades and she was sprinkling it on pretend food. Oh, great. So I bought some and I have no idea what you put ground seahorse on. I was putting it on all kinds of of food, on steaks and burgers, and just to see how it changed. It was awesome, absolutely delicious. Yeah. Right. Well, keep in mind that the uh, the um, sandworms, the seahorses, they all came from the ocean, and that has salt in there. Sure. And salt is one of everybody's favorite ingredients. And if you can use ingredients to add salt, and then you don't have to use the shaker to add more salt. Then you can tell your doctor you're doing, you know, you're doing your thing to try and eat healthy. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So we do we have more banh mi to make? Yep. Okay. So there's no, no. We, we uh, so now we need to finish it up with the sauces that we that we're gonna put on there. So okay. 
I, I, I don't know if you can see this here that I'm holding up. I can. It's, uh, uh, oh, Sriracha. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. So that's, yeah. So that's... That, that will go onto the sandwich here. Is Sriracha, so is that a Vietnamese sauce, spice, Sriracha? I thought it was not. Is it? Oh, it is. It, it is? It's actually, it's, uh, this Sriracha sauce um, came up from a guy, from a Vietnamese guy out in California. Oh, yeah, and then now, of course, it's all all over the world. Sure, sure, and I you can buy it in the grocery store just down the aisle a little bit from ketchup and mustard. So it's really right. gone mainstream here in America. That's awesome because it's you spicy, bet. but it doesn't light your tongue on fire when you eat it. I mean, you could squirt right. some on your finger and eat it and say, "Oh yeah, spicy," and not in yeah. a minute catch on fire. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure you use this sriracha sauce on follow too, right? Absolutely. Well, and I use sriracha on everything, right. all kinds of same. Right. If you want a little kick of spice, that's a great little addition if you don't want to you use bet. hot sauce. It's right. good. And then the last piece of the sauce that's going in here is the fish sauce, which is uh, a sauce that's specialized in Vietnam. And then you just put a little sprinkle of, of the fish sauce on there just to get the flavor, just because – a small amount of fish sauce, if you set it outside on a hot day like today, by the end of the day, it will become salt. Really? Yes. Luckily, I've never done that before. I, I did learn a couple of years ago that a little fish sauce goes a long way. Right, <laughs> right. If you put too much fish sauce on, you've lost all the flavors of all the other stuff. Well, and you use fish sauce when you make when you make corned beef, either corned beef or pastrami. I can't remember which, but fish sauce is a, a, a prominent ingredient in making one of those, too. Right, exactly. And it tastes so good. But if you ever cook fish sauce, um, you probably want to run away. Because once you cook the fish sauce in a frying pan or something like yeah, that, yeah. it will smell up your house. Will it? Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I never have. I've only ever added it like mustard and ketchup uh, on right. a sandwich. Or, in fact, on a burger once just because... I was trying to see where else I could use this. One of those ingredients, like uh, what's another ingredient that I can't think of, that the uh, recipe calls for a teaspoon or a teaspoon and a half, and you can only buy it in a quart jar. So you have a lifetime supply of this ingredient, and you only needed a tablespoon or a teaspoon at a time. I mean, so sometimes I just got to figure out, how am I going to use this stuff up? It's been in my refrigerator for two years oh still smells like fish sauce okay so i'm gonna try it and it works oh, you bet well one of your listeners um actually went on the tour with us and she we talked about the sandworms oh sure um, and you don't need a lot of sandworm to cook and fuck and she bought a kilo of sandworm oh my goodness <laughs> so if you ever need some <laughs> she's still i'm sure she still has a kilo of sandworms was that right. because she couldn't buy a smaller amount? No, because it was so good that she wanted oh. to make sure she had a good, <laughs> a yeah. good supply. Well, and sandworms, I've, I guess I've never seen them fresh. I've seen them dried. So, if does she did she buy a kilo of dried sandworms that she oh, can dry. keep in a she can keep that in a a cool dark space for a long time and it won't get moldy or you don't have to throw it away. Exactly, and she okay. bought it from the same market that you have went through, Mark. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, that works. Yeah. A yeah. kilo of sandworms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now the bite me, uh, just like pho, 
every, I mean, a lot of people in the U.S. know what pho is. And now by me, about six years ago, it's starting to take off in the U.S. And, and what's really cool is people don't call it a Vietnamese sandwich. They call it bánh mì. So they actually keep the name. And there are vendors in La Crosse that actually do make bánh mì. Anybody uh, make a good one? Who well, makes a good one in your opinion? Because you have a discerning taste buds having had it you know, live on the sidewalk right. in Vietnam many, many times. Who makes a good one here in town? Unsolicited. Well, actually, in, well, actually in La Crosse, I haven't found a good one yet. No, you haven't? Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I'll, I'll have to let you know. All right. All right. Well, that's fair because yeah. I, I hate, I've, I've done that before. I sent people to a restaurant when I've come home and they, they said, oh, did you try any of that po? Did you have any po? No, I learned a long time ago. It's pho. That's it. Spelled po, but it's pronounced pho. Oh, well, where can I go to get some here in America? I don't know. You can't get really good pho. Not to taste the same. Is it really good? You bet. I've had some. I can't remember. I'll think of it in a minute. It'll come to me. I've had some yeah. that was made here in La Crosse that was pretty good, but it's not the same. And then the other thing I have to always keep in mind is I was on vacation. So, you know, in some cases, when you're standing on the sidewalk in a foreign country on vacation and you're hungry and this guy is making you or this gal is making you a sandwich with all fresh ingredients that you're looking at right there on the sidewalk, that's a different experience than going to a restaurant, sitting down, using a napkin and a fork and being polite. You bet. The rest of that. And, and uh, that's so the whole experience is different. Have to keep that in mind as well. Right, exactly. Yep. And with the by me, uh, my wife and I were up were in Decora about six or seven months ago. Decora is a town of what, maybe three, four thousand? Not and, very many, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. And sure enough, there's a restaurant that advertising making by me. Really? Yeah. So well, it's and going mainstream. Maybe it's famous enough as a because if you said Vietnamese sandwich. I'll bet most of those people who had a, uh, even an inkling of what you were talking about would respond, oh, you mean bang me? Because exactly. there is there any other Vietnamese sandwich? Is it either bang me or something else? No, it's See? bang me. So it. the Vietnamese sandwich is, oh, your cuckoo clock is. Did I just, <laughs> do you have a cuckoo clock? Yes, we do. Good for you. Yeah, me too. You and me, we're the only ones that have a cuckoo clock. That's great. And it's all and it's authentic from German. Oh, yeah, so is mine. From the Black yeah. Forest, absolutely. Uh, anyway, that just I heard it in the background. I knew it wasn't your dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be hearing him soon. Well, we're talking about all this food. Well, and so the Bang Me sandwich, there is only one Vietnamese sandwich. So it's not surprising to me that Everyone calls it a bang me because then everybody knows, oh, that's that Vietnamese sandwich that has all those weird ingredients that I don't like separately. But when you pile them all on together, they're delicious. <laughs> they, are, they are delicious. And I'm getting ready to eat it. So I'm sorry, Mike, that you couldn't try. But, yeah. uh, no, you're not. I'll make it up for you. No, you're not because you'd give me half and I would have inhaled that half and be looking at you well, slowly eating yours. It's, uh, it's oh. interesting you mentioned half. So I – so, so, so I got half for you and half for me, and I cut it up, and as you can see how oh, thick that is, right? dripping and juicy, and oh, yeah, yeah. so delish. Yeah, yeah. So I'll make it up to you next time, Mike. Yeah, okay. I'll, I won't hold my breath. <laughs> 
That's fun. That and that that makes it fun. And all of those different. Do you do you have a garden in back? Do you grow any of those vegetables that you eat when you go to Vietnam? I know you eat well. Do you grow any right. of that when you come home to try and continue to eat well, Vietnamese well? well? Yeah, well, uh, cucumber, which I know you don't like. Not a big fan. And cilantro. Okay. So we do grow a couple things in our backyard. I wish I, I should have written them down, or at least the American spelling of the variety of uh, vegetables, because so many in that giant pile of lettuce, all different colors, all different textures and and so forth. And so the green, wrinkly, crispy thing tastes different than the light green, lower, flatter. This one tastes kind of peppery. This one doesn't. And they all just grew there. And they're all just vegetables that grow in the dirt right outside over there. The, the flavor was so dramatically different. You know, you eat your sandwich and then there's still ingredients left over. I'm just going to roll up some of those ingredients and dip them in the sauce. Yeah. Next time you go, Mike, uh, one one leaf, one vegetable that I did eat, I thought that was the weirdest thing. Not weird in the sense that I don't like it, but uh, unusual. So I was using the mango leaf to wrap a piece of fish in. Really? In, and dip in the sauce. Now, who would have thought about eating the mango leaf, right? No, because generally you're full after eating the mango. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mango leaf tastes just like the mango. Does it really? Yeah, really surprising. Yeah, that's well, that makes wrapping a piece of fish even more fun. I would mango leaves taste like mango. All right, so we got that. We got some of that pork, some of that marinated pork. Right. And uh that whatever that the spice that peppery lettuce, that on top, a couple of those dinky little peppers. Hot pepper. Oh man. So I'm just making up my own little Vietnamese delicacy here i don't even the sad thing is i only know what it looks like take me to vietnam and i can point to that ingredient that ingredient and that ingredient on a in a pile with uh, some pate and some marinated pork well what is that mike i don't know it's this leaf and this leaf and this leaf put them in a pile and they're delicious that's why you just got to go you got to go and experience hey i have a i have a request i i don't want to put you on a, a hot seat but you know that the little bowls, the tiny here, I got to do it this way so you can see. Where's the camera? There. The little bowls, they're about that big that are uh -huh. sauce, a couple of different sauces. And every time you eat anything, they bring you some sauce. Sometimes right. you put little peppers in it, sometimes not. Do you know, could, could you share that recipe for any either of those sauces? I, uh, well, I can share a couple. Okay. Uh, so, so well, I'm going to give you, I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute and a half. To okay. think up the ingredients because we got to yeah. take care of a little bit of business. Uh, uh, right. When we come back, those sauces, because people here could replicate that sauce and have a small taste, no pun intended, of Vietnam. That sauce, dipping sauce for your sandwich. You thought uh, you thought a Reuben dipped or a Philly uh, a Philly cheesesteak dipped was delicious. Wait till you have a bang me or your favorite sandwich dipped in the sauce. Tan Pham will share that ingredient or that recipe, those ingredients when we come back. Cooley Region Cooks on WIZM. About five minutes before 11, we're Cooley Region Cooking on WIZM. I know you're thinking, what? I thought that program was gone. It's back. Tan Pham 
who is Cuisine Adventure Tours, uh, took me to Vietnam a couple of years ago, and uh, I still show people photographs. I still get people who will occasionally ask, do you have it, Do you carry those pictures like around in your car? Because I heard you talking about the day we went, I don't, was it uh, the day we went to see the water puppets, I think, and on the, the uh, just the open park there, that right. yesterday was just people walking, but now the streets are kind of blocked off, and every parent that has a kid that's this big, the kid is driving around in a little remote control car like we have in America, except you never saw a hundred of them all going at the same time, all going different directions, including the little kid who can't drive his own yet but thinks he can and has a handle on it, and Dad's walking behind him with that handle driving around that little RC car. That was just, that was so crazy fun to watch. Yeah, and and what's cool is that they uh, shut that whole area down so that people could come out to the lake and enjoy the weekend. Wow, that, and they only do that on the weekends, is that? They only do that on the weekend, uh, okay. Friday through Sunday. Oh, man, I'm so glad we were there then because that really was a blast. And being able to walk up to a vendor and even though he doesn't speak in or she doesn't speak any English, I don't. I didn't. I didn't pick up enough. I will try harder to uh, pick up a little Vietnamese uh, when we're when I'm there the next time, uh, so that I can not feel like a complete tourist. But being able to uh, being able to kind of sign language or charade your way into whatever that is, I want one. Remember the lady? Oh, and I was trying to buy lizards on a stick for everybody in our group and there was what six of us she thought i meant six bags of lizards i no no i don't want a whole bag of li- thank you i th- at that point i thought it was chicken i don't need a whole bag of chicken i want one for each of us oh oh okay so she took them all out put them on a stick and then we ate then everybody ate then i found out it was lizard <laughs> and she had so much fun she didn't even charge you the char- uh, charge you for that did she oh well i paid something I don't know. She probably asked me for eight billion dong, and I gave her five bucks. Then she wanted to be my wife forever because I don't know how many dong is one dollar. Was it twenty three thousand? Still twenty three thousand. You bet. Twenty three thousand dong is a dollar. And you thought the Mexican exchange was good at eight or ten to one. You got nothing on the Vietnamese. You can't even figure out the math. Hey, I can get I can get a haircut for about. Ten thousand dollars, <laughs> but a dollar and a half. Yeah, le- less than a dollar. Yeah, wow. fifty cents. Right. Well, and you know, and I, I hope they don't think of it as being rude because I certainly didn't. I just thought this: you're only going to charge me forty cents for this sandwich. I can't. I can't. That's here. Here, have have a dollar. Please take <laughs> all of this, no change, because in America, this sandwich would cost me eight dollars. Right. And and you're going to charge me 40 cents? I just I can't do that. I you got to have all the change. So they were thrilled to see uh, guys like me that would make it easy. Then I don't have to carry around a calculator trying to figure out how much am I going to pay for I don't want a pound of dried seahorses. I only want two. <laughs> That's okay, Mike. You just being a generous tourist. Well, I'm certainly I'm doing my very best to make it fun. That's for sure. Hey, how was your first Zoom Cooley Region Cooks. Did it work out? I love it. It's All right. Great. We can do it again some Thursday. You bet. I just feel bad that you can't eat the food. 
Yeah, you don't feel that bad because now you get to eat both halves. Thank you very much for being our first guest on Zoom, Cooley Region Cooks. Thank you, Mike, for having uh, me on.